Hey guys, thank you for coming to She Gets a Podcast. Um, this is a great show for you. It is a two-part um, episode. Happy Sunday and things. Um, this will drop on Sunday. I'm just prepping it and I appreciate you guys for listening in. I appreciate the new Apple Podcast reviews that are on Apple. There are other platforms to review She Gets a Podcast. So just Google it, scroll down, subscribe. Uh, share what you like on the show. You can find me on She Gets It Pod on IG. She Gets It Pod on Twitter. If you're looking for some merch to support the show, and I appreciate it, uh, you could go to www.whoisshan.com. That's Shan with a C, not a S. And uh, if you go to the shop page, there's a whole bunch of different shops that I uh, created to go ahead and provide merch. If you guys want merch and artwork, it's on there. You know, I appreciate it. Let me know. And uh, let's get into the show today because we are talking about colorism, all right? Something real from um, one of my throwback people. Got Nick motherfucking Murray, all right? Disclosure, also. The N-word is used um, throughout the show and the second episode not overly used but it is used so if you are at work or corporate workplace or if that does bother you this is your warning because I'm not you know I'm not uh, clueless about the fact that that word is heavy for some people but it was used in the context of understanding if you will. So um, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you for checking out She Gets a Pod. Nick Merrick. Nick Merrick. Oh, what's up, my sister? What, galore? You sitting on me. Huh? Plant galore. Oh, oh yeah. How is your oxygen, nigga? <laughs> Good over here, baby. Ooh, wee, you shitting on me. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta keep out them COVIDs. So I gotta <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, you know, you know. Man, if I would have known what was gonna happen just a while ago. Oh, it just kept our original time. Let me what tell, let me tell you about this Zoom. So we had over two hundred some people in the Zoom, right, for this new um, platform called Verbal, mm-hmm. and some badass kids hacked it ten minutes into the Zoom. They mm. took, they took over all controls, and all you heard is nigga 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 nigga. While everybody's talking and um, the people are trying to like introduce the platforms and podcasters, nigga, 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 who the fuck is that bitch with the double chins? And I'm just like, yo, what is going on? And so the instructor on there is like this the whole time. (laughs) And they're trying to like figure out like how they can control it. And they just basically, they hacked the link. And took over the whole fucking Zoom and they just had to cancel it. That's Damn. a how, how secure is your uh, your site that some teenagers can um, 
I don't know. Uh, some teenagers can uh, hack that shit. I don't know. That shit was so funny and not funny at the same time. <laughs> somebody, somebody, kids, <laughs> got a hold of that link. That's crazy. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Nate, we back. What's up, sister? We back. Hold on. Let me go ahead and uh, <clears throat> download my Swahili and vernacular, my sister. Talking this tone. As we talk. <laughs> What's up, my Nubian? You're that. All right. Um, okay, Nick, you're not a stranger. You're not a stranger. Nah. I, I'm going to address you like how you are in my phone. In my phone, it says Nick motherfucking Murray. Okay? Yes. And yes. That, name, that name has been the way for me since uh, Urban Outfitters days, you know what I'm saying? That's the best yeah. way to sum you up, Nick motherfucking Murray, like, the fuck? Beautiful, so, one-of-a-kind self. Listen, so I was just like, yeah. okay, cool. So we have a, um, we always have a dope chat on uh, social media by text right. too. So I'm just like, okay. So we always sharing thoughts and, you know, funny things, not so funny things black things because black is wealth things and um mm-hmm. this one right here i think is very important you wanted to discuss it i had thoughts yeah on yeah it. so yeah. um we are talking are we still suffering and dealing with colorism with black and brown people and we want to figure out what that is about so welcome to she gets it because we gotta get gotcha, into gotcha. it okay yeah 100%. So, so first of all, what is colorism for you? Mm, colorism uh, for me is something that um, is prevalent in this uh, invisible uh, thing that's always in the room <clears throat> because mm. I feel like just my own personal experience being dark skinned, I feel like there's a, there's a, um, a focal or a focus Mm-hmm. on where I where I fall in that and decisions that I make and that could be something that's uh, clear as day just being transparent just, that could be like um, who I choose to date who yeah. will always kind of be a focus um, and it will probably be like in the in, amongst um, my own friends my own my own people or the, the people that I date so I could date a light-skinned woman and mm-hmm. you know I've had a light-skinned woman say well hey you know I think you're dating me because um, you're the closest. I'm the closest thing that you'll get to white without wow. having to go to white. Wow. So then, then you know, like uh, you know, dated a dark a dark skinned woman after that, and then it was like, I think you're dating me uh, because to solidify your your blackness because you really want to be with a light skinned or a white woman, and it was just like I feel like this central the central focus on what I decide to do, who I decide to date, and mm-hmm. it will always mean something to the other person or other people. Um, you know, I've, I've dated white, I've dated a white woman before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got <clears throat> people who spoke to me as if that was just something that I, I do. I like, okay, that makes sense. You, mm-hmm. you, you date white. It's almost, it was almost like a, they were surprised that I dated black women, that I date black women. 
Yeah. Uh, it was like, but I always kind of felt like being dark skin, it was just always his focus of like, you know, your skin, your color, and what, how, how your, your peers perceive that. And that's just dating, you know, mm-hmm. of course, you know, I, you know, we all go through the school of, of, of joning at school and, you know, Joni always kind of centralized like my skin of, oh, you know, he purple, right? Yeah. Or like, let, let me, let me fuck around and have a little bit of ash on these hands. <laughs> Get them fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So, or, um, yeah, man, or, or just different jokes, d- different jokes um, throughout. Just like, you know, I, I, I remember, man, like uh, when, we had um, the foreign exchange students mm-hmm. um, at my school. It was just like, man, I didn't want to be around a bobo because I know when they get the job, they're going to say, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. That's, uh, that's Nick's uh, shadow over there. That's your African shadow. So it's just like, it's, so, it's something that's like, I think, you know, you just, you're out here just living your life and then you kind of get reminded as, yeah. as many Black people, that's our experience. You get reminded of, you know, your skin tone and how you know the uh, the worth and the value of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always it's always interesting. It never goes away. It's just it's it's there. Yeah, I think um, colorism. It's uh, just negativity is like this cloud that follows you because you came in the world like you are, and then people just people and organizations just have this hate towards you because your skin is not worthy enough or your skin is just despicably hated and like you do something about that fix that like you just came in the world wrong and um Mm. that's how people who um, experience colorism feel Uh, for me having two parents that were Jamaican with a um, my mom has like a reddish brownish tone about her um, I don't know mm-hmm. how to explain it. And then my dad's skin was like a very uh, mahogany, like a deep mahogany brown. Um, and then growing up, my family's complexions, they changed. My mom was like really, 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 really just probably Hispanic tone type of skin, right? And then she got she got bronze over the years. And um, in Jamaica, sorry, in Jamaica, uh, I got an alarm for one of my friends to make him go read for his uh, certification because I'm a good friend. Um, In Jamaica, they deal with a lot of colorism as far as like, you know, if your skin is lighter, then you'll be better or you're pretty, you're automatically prettier because your skin is lighter. So my mom is one of 13. All of my aunts and uncles are different, like, shades of brown so imagine having to deal with that um heaviness while having uh siblings so that was a thing and then I to this day I still have you know relatives aunts who bleach their skin that bleach cream is right under their sink and they live in the United States and they have kids and um I can tell the way that they treat you know, their nieces or their nephews or cousins, depending on their skin tone. And I don't like that. So there's a lot of uh, relatives that I have that I haven't introduced my daughters to because my daughters are a lighter skin tone and I don't want them to have this mindset 
that their complexion makes them better than somebody else and not their character. So I don't even, I don't even merge those vibes. And um, today, I think with the media and then everybody's thoughts is all mixed up in the bunch and you have to see it instantly when you wake up. You, you see it on Twitter, you see it um, in the movies. Why are people with this skin tone or that come from this area constantly getting these roles? Why can't they be this in a movie or a show? And it's all of that that we're constantly battling with because we came in the world with all this melanin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have experienced that and I, and I definitely, um, can um, I definitely can uh, relate to that for sure? Um, but yeah, because it, it's just one, it's just a weird thing of just kind of like, you know, I described to you like within you know our diaspora, my pocket of our people, mm-hmm. but then too, it's like outside of that, then you see how the how the world also sees that and, and project that. I, I'm lucky that like. Um, Although it, you know, in comparison, it's it's limited. But I'm lucky that uh, you know I was raised in the, or I, I was born in the '80s, and got to be raised in the '90s and in the 2000s. So I got to see you know a Bernie Mac, mm-hmm. uh, a Cedric Cedric the Entertainer, uh, Martin Lawrence, um, you know. A lot of guys that had, I think, what Mr. Cooper, who was definitely, you know, on a certain side of a of brown. Uh, yeah. Let's see who else. Um, you know, living single. You know, you have Max and I, yes. I forget the guy. I forget Kyle. the guy that uh, Kyle. Like, yeah. um, you know, you had like um, Love Jones. You know, you had Isaiah Washington. So I I got to see, you know blacks in the arts in mm-hmm. be be my color oh wesley snipes too yeah big big dark skin chocolate uh, energy yeah. yeah so i got the i got to see that you don't really see that as much like mm-hmm. especially like in a if you think about like from comedic to acting world like uh the main co- uh, comedian i would say kevin hart like okay. as far as like that comes up, like, yeah. you know, if he was like the Drake of the comedians, yeah. like he's like the poster boy, he's dark. But, mm-hmm. you know, there was like a, a long line, a long list that I just gave you of like dark, prominent men. And then of course, you know, obviously I gave you men and I gave you one woman, mm-hmm. right? But there's a lot more women, but yeah, if you go down that list, it's like more black, dark skinned men uh, you know, dark, uh, dark skinned women, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like the list is definitely, um, definitely shorter, you know? Yeah. I um, think, um, now, especially for men of your deep chocolate tone, that looks delicious. I think that y'all get marketed now as being like, behold, a very black, yeah. black, black, beautiful man that's going to wear my clothing and do my ad because he's going to get me attention for my brand. And I know why they're doing it. It's an exploitation, but it's an exploitation in a way where they get to get away with the fact that, look, I use someone black 
that's really, really, really dark. So that means I can't at all be racist or, you know, right. this brand can all be racist because look who I use. And I think it's like this uh, trend now to go to the deepest rooted places of beautiful black people and get someone who's tall, who's slender, who can probably be taught how to walk on a runway and really be like the eye-catching model for my show or represent my yeah. brand in the best way. And I'm just like, mm, yeah. do I you like always, it? No. <laughs> yeah. You're always going to have two polar opposites. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the light, I'm sorry, but the light skins, they, you know, they can go with anything. They, they're definitely, I feel like, it's kind of like, I know this is not a word, but they, I don't want to create a word, but it's like exotic, exotic or they get put in the exotic, we get yeah. put in the fetishize. So it's not like we're the, we're the fetish, they're the exotic. Um, right. They can go with, with anything, but you got to have your one black model. She's mm -hmm. got to have those, and she's got to have an, an exaggeration of the features. She's got to yeah. be very dark. She's got to have like the sharpest cheekbones. She got to have the biggest lips. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, like, just to say, hey, we've got our one. Yeah, we made our quota. You I know what I'm saying? It. Yeah, we got. Yeah, and it's it's almost funny too if, if you watch like if you watch like movies and stuff like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, the male celebrity or the white blue-eyed celebrity is going to have the the light skin, the racially ambiguous woman mm -hmm. and then like of course then then depending on i guess the man they're also going to have him with the darkest woman and he, he's probably done that he's probably dated her for a yeah. moment in yeah. his life yes. like like a hugh grant you know what I'm saying? i got one in mm -hmm. um but i it still feels like better size really it's like i got the it's almost like being like yo um being like I know because I'm not a, a phone posit or Michael Jordan uh, or, or a Jordan fan. Yeah. Right. And I, I and I don't want to like compare women to shoes, but it's almost like a fanatic will be like, I like this particular Jordan. And it may be like the ugliest Jordan, mm -hmm. or it may be the one that's like not easy on the eyes. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I've got this. That, that shows you that I'm really a fan because I got this not so popular vintage. Yeah. I feel like that's how like white women, I mean, white men see like you know black dark women is like oh yeah i'm really down down like yeah you know what i'm saying like i got a yeah, collector's yeah. item <laughs> right <laughs> yeah like y'all 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 okay yeah y'all drink wine but y'all drinking the, the good tasting wine the white wine i got this dark one right it's small back you know you know i got this cabernet this real this rich one it's nice it's it's kind of like when you really see two people in love in real life compared to what you've seen on the TV and social media and um, on movie sets, is their love real or are they just fetishizing each other? And it's kind of like, yeah. I don't want to have to think that about two people who just chose each other. Like maybe that love is really legit and maybe our, our minds are fucked because we've been so engulfed in theater and shows and social media being phony about it and having a different reason for it. Um, whereas if we see it in real life, there's no way he loves her 
or there's no way she really loves him. She's just with him for the money or um, her, her family must have money. That's why he's there. Like maybe they just love each other and maybe they just happen to come into the world from different ethnicities and meet and they merge and they work. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's, 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 it's funny, man. It sucks. Yeah, it does. It's funny, man, because like it, it really got like the it really got us all kind of some level of mind fuck. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've heard so many things like I've had like this um I had this this coworker slash friend who's like she's she she's her skin tone is kind of like the skin tone that you were kind of describing where it's almost like it's like a dark terracotta it's like brown but kind of on the reddish yeah and there was these guys at work that um, we were all new we all got hired at the same time and you know the women were talking about like the guys that like on their list like who's hot and stuff Mm. and um they named off these guys and i was like oh man y'all ain't talking about my um my man's right here um and he, he was he was a he was puerto rican buff dude mm-hmm. you know had a beard i'm like yo man y'all ain't talking about about my man's right here she's like no nah, he's he's too pretty like i don't i don't Ooh, date like, that's a- like and that's what know. most women yeah that's what most women were saying about him was like oh he's too pretty like you know and i kind of felt like like because he's like what super like light and his features are, are, are prominent mm-hmm. that like he was put in a realm where like that's just unattainable he ain't gonna ever be loyal to, to you yeah it's like it's like do i want the person in that i have to walk around and be in life with and be on defense from everybody that can act right even if they can act right or do i want right. the person where i can walk in a room and everybody relax and I know, what, and I know how great they are. It's, it's a thing, especially with women. Women, small ways, big busts, big butt, thighs, brains, hair. There's yeah. a lot that comes with that because every man is gonna try to shoot his shot, even when if she with you to see how manly you are, and uh, even when she's not with you. And it's kind of like, can't do you have the security, not the insecurity, the security within yourselves to be like. I'm good. Like I trust that they can handle themselves and blah, 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 blah. So it is a lot that comes with the pretty girl syndrome and the pretty boy syndrome, especially today, because I think society has women's minds worked with, uh, you know, if she's pretty, if she's naturally pretty and then she could get dressed and she could dress too. And she has real hair. Well, I don't know how much these men care about real hair now. Um, if she has like those features that every man wants, First of all, first of all, I feel like real hair is like <laughs> real hair is like is is rare. Yes, like, it's it's rare. Yeah, especially like yeah, it's just rare. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's there. I, it's on the top of the list for men who want a quote unquote real woman. Like if you got real hair, like shoot, I will take ten ways that you're fucked up. Just because I could be like, I'm with a woman with real hair. You know what I'm saying? Especially long hair for black women. That's a thing. I'm a natural, natural hair man myself. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the uh the wig and I appreciate the woman's yeah. um I appreciate the woman's ability to 
have different mediums to for their for their looks but you talking about like a woman that has like uh well those styrofoam heads and mm-hmm. different wigs to mm-hmm. go with different bags and different looks mm-hmm. i'm not no <laughs> nick said he's not he least. cannot that's the that's not that's above his level um no, i mean it, 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 uh, and i def, i listen and i feel like men and women deserve to choose the people that suit them if you know that's not the type of woman you're going for i don't feel like you should be chastised for it and a lot of people chastise you for it for not wanting that and that's that's not fair listen i I feel that i feel that too because i feel it but at the same time i feel like you should be challenged just a little bit yeah you should you should be challenged because there is definitely some dark um, I can say the N word I'm here. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's definitely some dark, some dark nigga hurt out here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There is definitely some hurt, dark, dark nigga um, energy, bro. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's um, it's almost it's niche, right? Yeah. It's like we will always have this silent internal war with white boys and the light skinned boys mm-hmm. because it's like. There is a certain like I, I I try not I try to be me like I try not to even like when someone asks me about like you know who I date like mm-hmm. I try to be me and I also try to be like mindful of who I'm having this conversation with because like I don't really owe you anything at the end of the day mm-hmm. um, because someone's always gonna have you know an uh, an opinion but like there is a certain science to like I I've told my friend like honestly. I go for my confidence and never been like, I've never been like, yo, I'm the finest, sexiest, hottest. Yeah. No, they want me. I've always been like a vibe type person. I'm confident in the realms that, uh, that I, that I occupy. Like I feel confident there mm-hmm. and, um, I go off of vibes and my whole thing is like, I would tell my friends and they probably wouldn't even see it until I've made them aware. Like we can be going in a mall setting or like anywhere like that's a group of women. Mm-hmm. And there would be like one or two light skins, maybe three. The ratio will always be off. It'll be like a one one light skin, four dark skin women, whatever, mm-hmm. just a group. When I walk past them, the dark the dark skin sisters don't really look at me. Like mm-hmm. we don't make eye contact. It's always like me and the light skin. Like mm-hmm. we make eye contact. And um, it's not to say like in those groups, because I'm I'm a man, you know what I'm saying? I see that I see them, I'm scanning all of them. Like, oh damn. But yeah. it's always that one that's like. She may not even be the fattest in the clique, but yeah. it's just like she made eye contact with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, okay, that to me is a silent confirmation that, like, okay, she's holding, she's choosing a brother, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, but like, too, I also feel like the silent war is always like the it's always w- with the with the light skins, it's always that certain light skin that's like. And a friend of mine was like talking to me about it, like the difference between like um, if it's she's like you could tell when the type of level of biracial that she is. It's like you mm-hmm. could tell when the father you could tell when the father is white and the mother's black versus the father being black and the mother's white. Now this is a um, science because I ain't never heard of this. How yeah, yeah, and it's no well because it was like her whole thing is like you know a black woman raising her her daughter right 
yes. is she's going to like mold her a certain way. Um, she's yeah, she's gonna mold her a certain way no matter what the color she is. Yeah. Versus you know the, the the white mom is is a little different. The world is your oyster type thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, I know about blackness as as much as I know about the man that I had a child with, but by all extensive purposes you are my child and you still got you know your privilege card and it's so it's like you know they're they're a little they're a little different like it's hard to explain but it's always like that level of light skin that's kind of like you know her name is like rainbow or (laughs) 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 yeah she's like on that on that level, like the, the 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 black girl that's like the golf girl is probably, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In my in my era, in my millennial era, it was like, okay, she's like the Fifi Dawson, basically. Yeah. You remember her? Like no. for, yeah, like her, she's yeah. gonna be a little different. And she's mostly gonna date white guys. Mm-hmm. And if she does date a light skinned guy, it's gonna be a biracial guy that she can relate to, but it's never the dark skinned brother. <laughs> that's been my experience where I'm like me coming up like I knew who like I knew a lot about myself mm-hmm. but it was by it was by like what boxes I didn't check like I knew like um big hip-hop fan mm-hmm. but I'm also I knew I was a big alternative rock fan yeah. I knew that like I I valued uh, a lot of other stuff other than just what they were giving to us which was hey, which man, is rap all music. black music by the way right yeah for sure <laughs> but it's like um it was just like I knew that like man like man like for instance I was like one of the few black kids I was skating and mm. it was like I just knew I liked it li- liked it like to mm-hmm. go fast like the shit like like the like the culture and stuff like that and it was like this big thing of just like man like oh my god you're acting white and, listen um, we have so, and that's the thing, Nick. We have so much levels of internal wars with blackness beyond mm-hmm. somebody not liking us, but with with our skin, it's it's yeah. like we have a level of how black am I if I'm black? Yeah. Are you country black or are you um, you about to lose your black card black? Do you know how to cook right. this? Or do you know how to cook this? You're not, you're not black enough. You are, you want pronunciation away with your yes. nigga or your nigger. You know, what, <laughs> you, what kind of you shoes you wearing? You, oh, you wearing Vans? Those are white boy shoes. I remember when Vans yeah. were white boy shoes. Um, yeah. It's just like, you, it's just so much like, even for, and, that, and it's different for black boys and black girls because black girls got a whole nother set of black internal wars that we deal with um black boys have their own set but when it comes to colorism that's that outside shit right first and then there's a level of internal among black people what is our colorism colorism issue but too as much as as much as uh you know i'm talking about like that experience of like man like you being like this uh alternative like black kid and you like you know the the light-skinned girl who's like always got like you know the fka twigs type girl that's got like the white boyfriend like but can you imagine i know yeah you could, could you imagine 
could you imagine like um it's definitely someone's uh reality if we can imagine this but like there's somebody right now some dark-skinned dude that's probably in the slip not probably into like art mm-hmm. and shit um who who likes this dark-skinned girl who's like who's got a white boyfriend mm-hmm. and it's like how come those two can't come together you feel me? yeah like and um and i'm and i'm sure that there are experiences where they do but i'm sure there has been times where it's like this dark skin guy was into like this brown brown skin woman or this dark skin woman it was like but what they are into is so so opposite of like what you would think but also yeah. is their right too to like but my thing is like i've never i've i've gotten to the point where like i've never defend anything like i'll tell like my perspective of my thought process mm-hmm. but even with even with like people who subscribe to being a republican because there's like this this uh thing they're trying to fuel now which is you know like uh politically african americans are like um they're conservative and uh, it's this whole like idea of like you know hey guess what you know black more and more black people are voting Republican, which is like this whole big distraction anyway, mm-hmm. um, because it's not it's not even about that argument is usually posed by people who voted for Trump. And that the Trump shit is just like a, a subsidiary of the like the Republican mm-hmm. um, Party. It's it's probably it's probably it's a, a branch within its own self. But like um, I don't argue with those people. Mm-hmm. Those are those are your views that I can I, I might argue with the whole idea of like when someone says like you know think for yourself black people are not monolithic um you know and uh, they they associate that with being like I'm free like I have free thought like Mm -hmm. maybe you don't think about this and I'm just like man let's let's keep it on the subject of what these what these um what these branches Mm -hmm. with their foundation what they what they stand for let's keep Mm -hmm. it about that but I don't ever argue or try to defend anything that that I do with people because you got to know your audience. If you mm-hmm. want to know me, I'll tell you like, you know, I predominantly date black women. That's just the foundation. I love black women, mm-hmm. but even in that, I've learned not to have that argument or find myself in those times to have those conversations because just listening to myself, what that sound like? That's typically that's what yeah. a man gonna say or that's yeah. what a person gonna say oh no, no no i've dated i've dated black women now yeah like you know what I'm saying? i just but, hate that know. anybody whether you're black white indian um hispanic i hate the fact that when outside people see you with the person that chose you and the person you're choosing when they ask you so how did you guys meet each other? It's this alter question that comes with that. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you hear this? Do you hear this silence? Yes. This is a space where your ad could be played about your product, where your ad could be played about your business, about your show, because I believe we can all be great on different shows and platforms. So if you're looking for ad space, Right now, your ad could be playing here instead of me talking and instead of this silence. So next time when I do an episode, 
and you want to promote your show, your business, or your services, hit me up at shegetsitpod at gmail.com. Now back to my show. Back to my show. Don't say I never gave y'all anything. I'm giving you the space to be great. How the fuck did you end up with this white girl? Like, how the fuck did you end up with this Asian lady over tons of black women that will probably want to be with you? Why did you choose her over us? And I feel like it doesn't have to be that. Why do I have to be on defense to prove to you why I love this person or why I'm in this relationship or why I'm in this marriage or why I love my biracial Asian and, and black children? Man, it's, um, it's almost like, you know, hearing this is almost like, uh, let me think for a minute because I got to kind of switch what I, uh, cold what I say <laughs> for, the sake of, for the sake of my job. Can't yeah. draw no names. So I work in, um, I work from home. Yeah. And I work in a, in a level of home support um, that, you know, when people call in, mm-hmm. You know, there's hackers out there are people who are scammers that call mm-hmm. that um that cause issues and scam people. Yeah. So they'll call they'll call in either accusing me, mm-hmm. the employee that represents this company, um, that was really victimized um and lied on because their names and stuff is being used to be scammed. The the person usually asks me and they'll say, well, How do I know that you're really a representative of this company. What's your badge number? I'm just like, you know, my company, you know, the company I work for, that's not how we mm-hmm. speak. That's not how we co like that's not how we actually coexist together. Like when I when I talk to another a fellow um employee, it we don't say I don't say, yeah, yeah, my number is this. We don't have like a clearance like that. Right. Um, so it's it's so I try to navigate from that conversation with the caller because there is no way that's your way of trying to figure out and try to solidify me like okay yeah he's definitely uh you're going to be frustrated and it does frustrate them I feel like that's the same thing when you're in those issues in those situations or scenarios where someone's trying to like prove your blackness while who you dated is like like how like what I gotta like tell you like mm-hmm. uh I don't eat plain cornflakes yeah <laughs> and milk like uh i don't eat miracle whip uh like what i gotta like tell you and explain to you and if i ate um, it so the fuck what <laughs> there's still black people in 2021 choosing to eat chitlins and i will never understand it me not eating chitlins to make me any less black nah yeah <laughs> yo man i remember seeing this um this skit on um key and pill where uh the way they set it they set it up they didn't really go too deep into the backstory it was like really quickly it's like two guys um who came back to their neighborhood working mm-hmm. on a development project so they're sitting like hey man i'm so glad that we were able to bring this project to this neighborhood man and keep it historic keep it flat so yeah. they, they're eating at a soul food place <laughs> and so one guy orders um and he's just like hey you know um let me go ahead and get the catfish uh black eyed peas and let me get some of that uh that collard green mm-hmm. and oh 
got to get that cornbread. <laughs> and then um, another guy, he's like, um, okay, well, let me go ahead and get the fat back. <laughs> and let, <laughs> get the, and then let me get some of, the, some of that hog bog. Yeah. And uh, are you are, are you guys uh, still slow cooking that, those neck bones? Let me go ahead and get a plate of those. <laughs> oh, how many? Ten. Let me get. And then they try they try to like outdo each other. Yeah. Um. It, but it's 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 funny that you were saying about like you know people they I have heard that and I have experienced that like oh you ain't black black and you ain't eat like this because I'm Listen. from South Carolina. I'm from South Carolina. That's my home state. I grew mm-hmm. up in in Atlanta, but that's that you know that's that deep like oh oh you don't eat neck bone (laughs) (laughs) yeah even if it comes down to what we do oh you know i'm about to go around the corner to such and such house when you about to play spades you coming through nah i don't play spades what the fuck you mean you don't play spades all black people play spades that's not true I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, there's 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 some movies that I got I gotta get I gotta get under my belt and I've gotta like watch. Mm-hmm. But I am I am kind of like that when someone's like, um, if they say like the color purple, I'm like, what school did you go to? Yeah, school. <laughs> like, what what was that education play? What do you mean you ain't seen the color purple? I got a friend, like, a best friend that has never seen the color purple. Bruh, I kind of feel like it's kind of like not not to compare, but it's like it's almost like for me, I, I'm seeing more people. It's fascinating. It fascinates me. But I know there's a there's a, a school of thought um, of like, for instance, like me, my teeth are purple. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, going up. I'm 36, going on 37. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be one of those people that I see. I'm seeing more and more older people like getting their teeth corrected. Oh yes, uh, braces and stuff like that. And I'm just like, that's some shit that I feel like I would have went through. Like I would have been okay to go through at a, as a kid. I mm-hmm. can't imagine. It's kind of like like my friend who has like he grew up and his friends kind of like I mean his legs butterfly. He's got yeah. one of those legs that go out. The duck feet. As a kid, yeah. As a kid, he probably his parents probably should have went through the hard, you know, experience. Had those things, had those things broken, and yeah. then so they can heal correctly. Yeah. As a grown person, like I'm just like, yo, if you haven't watched the color purple, like it's not something. I'm glad that I got it out, out the way because it's not something I would like to revisit. Like, yeah. like I'm not gonna like be excited to be like, hey, baby, look, guess what? You know, we gonna be, you know, what tonight is? Yes, Netflix and right. chill, color purple, yeah. for three hours, color purple. <laughs> oh, I, so, so I was hoping that maybe we could go ahead and just watch the color purple and then have a, uh, a little break, a discussion about it. And yeah. then we can go mm-hmm. ahead and depending on how we feel, we can just leave that there, yeah. come back to it tomorrow. But then we can go to something lighter, like, um, like Roots. We yeah. I, I couldn't go through those, those, those films. If again. you were, if you were with some, if you were in film and you were with somebody that was also in film, maybe that's something that y'all maybe. would find enjoyable. But the reality maybe. is that's a no. Like as an adult, I gotta make. I'm glad that I got those, got exposed to those things. I gotta make time for that type of stuff. Cause I remember one day, like people were just telling me about Twelve Years a Slave, and I was just like, man, that's yeah. like I saw the um, the previews, and I was just like, man, that that's that's heavy. And yeah. then I was just like, man, I gotta make some time for this. 
I got to make time for this. I got to be in the right space. And I remember the thing about Color Purple, I mean, um, 12 Years of uh, Slave, there's never a right time time for that, like the right time. Because when I watched that, let me tell you, I know we were joking, but I did just that. Mm. Like I watched watched 12 Years of Slave and then I had to, I was like, okay, I'm getting to a stopping point. I'm going to come back to it. Mm. I have to take a break from it. Mm. I could not watch it through. I had to take a break from it. And when I finally finished that shit, I mean, finish that beautiful film. I was just like, <laughs> why did I do that? Because yeah. I know I was supposed to hang out with you, Zach, but I yeah. don't want to hang out with you. Yeah, for your you know own benefit. I want a stable yeah. life today. Yeah. yeah. You know what, Samantha? No, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not meeting at the park yeah. today. No, Samantha. Yeah. Like, um, well, yeah, that, that shit will fuck up. You Hopefully have to watch that when you don't have to be around other ethnicities that um, you have to for like two days after you've seen it so you can mentally digest it. So when I watched watch 40, I, I watched 40 Years of a Prisoner on HBO is on there right now where all those black people in Philadelphia basically wanted to make their own community be like, you know, teaching their kids at home not dealing with the government, growing their own foods. And basically the police department basically looked at them as as terrorists and basically tried to starve them out, uh, gas them out with their kids and everything. Is that the story where they they bombed a neighborhood? Yeah, yeah. So they they basically killed people, um, Black people, just basically wouldn't let any other people that lived on that street go to their houses because they was barricading them, nobody in and nobody out unless they're going to be arrested type stuff. It got to that point. And there was a whole bunch of racial tension. But after I watched that film, I cried. I cried like you thought I lost somebody because uh, you just saw the transition of what that left with the next generation and the next generation and how the people that were involved in that, some of them died, some of them were yeah. in prison. They couldn't, every time they went up for their um, parole hearing, they would deny them, deny them, deny them. This guy in there didn't meet his parents um, since he was a baby until they got out and they was like deep in their sixties. Like this shit was so fucked up. And yeah. um I said, oh, I'm so glad this is quarantine. I ain't got to go nowhere. I ain't got to be around no nobody of other ethnicity because it's like you build up enough hatred with, within yourself from what you've seen that you would have to give it to somebody. And you don't want to give it to somebody that doesn't deserve it. So that's why Black people have to have their time after they see certain things, which really baffles me as to why in history... We had to watch The Root uh, for weeks on VHS in school. Yeah. Like that is not compassionate to the fact that there are people of that ethnicity in this classroom. They're not going to digest it the same. Is that a film that needs to be watched in the classroom? Yeah. Um, there's a there's a brother uh, by the name of Freddie Gibbs. Mm, love him. <laughs> published brother uh he says something to the to the uh degree of like um you know they 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 show us those movies to remind us yes he just like reminding us and 
it's, it's funny because it's like, then there's this, on the other side of that, um, of that conversation, it's this um, discussion about Blacks and fantasy. Mm-hmm. And um, because we have that history, I feel like people don't know how to like totally dance around that or like, they, yeah, they dance around it. They don't know how to like incorporate us into to something like, so for instance, if, if I'm watching, like, yeah, like if I'm watching like a Fantastic Beast, I'm like, man, there's only like one black guy mm-hmm. <laughs> in this, but it's like, um, I guess they try to be accurate of like, well, even though this is fantasy London, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, we, we have to be true to, you know, reality mm-hmm. a little bit, but I'm just like, like for instance, like, man, I love Game of Thrones, but mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be bullshit. I knew it was going to be bullshit. I knew it was going to have a bullshit ending mm-hmm. because I felt like the beginning was bullshit mm-hmm. because <laughs> ain't no black people in there and people want to argue that there are black people in there. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. check this out. There's not a lot of black people in there, but there is one black person. I mean, there is a black pirate, mm-hmm. a pilot. So in his in his job description, what do pirates do? They're not they're not senators. Mm-hmm. They're not like the most law abiding. They're not like, you know, they're it's kind of like film and media has this standard of whatever you do, whatever you create, don't disrupt the fact that we need niggas to feel like this is their only story because if you start right. putting them into other stories they're going to start to feel like there's something incorrect but, into what we've been telling them yeah but i don't know i don't i don't know like how like um i sometimes i feel like there might be a struggle too with like you know how do we just dis- display black people as they are um in this story or just like as people without relating them to some type of struggle like for instance i forget the name of this this uh this show that i watched on um amazon which mm-hmm. with or- orlando bloom um but it had yeah it had something to do with like fairies and and uh orcs and and uh male goats are like human goats and stuff mm-hmm. like that like it was like this fantasy yeah. And it was just like like undertones, like small undertones, like big undertones, really though, like mm-hmm. really big things. Like for instance, um, like for instance, there was this one character, because they had like um werewolves. Mm-hmm. There was one character that was friends with the lead character. They were childhood friends, but the friend was black and he got bit by a werewolf. Um, back when they were like fighting this 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 war, like they were soldiers in the army together. And when he got back home side or stateside, he had to live in a prison because they didn't know how to take care of a a, a guy that turns to a werewolf. So it's a, mm-hmm. a story about humans living with um, different walks of life. Which mm-hmm. what does that sound like? But the werewolf had to live in a prison. The black dude had to live in a prison. He wasn't like and then the thing was when he was filmed it wasn't like it was like this uh they had like this furry guy it was like he's a black guy and they kind of made reference to okay you know the sun's out i mean the moon's out tonight yeah. and then of course you would see him turn but by all accord he was a black guy in prison 
and it's like okay feel that and then they had this one um they had this one uh character where um he was a puck so i guess a puck is like a um a man from the waist up and a goat yeah from like the waist down and he just happened to be a black guy and he was a rich puck so he was the richest person not only was he a puck but he was the richest person in this neighborhood and mm-hmm. everyone was like upset about it and it's like what does that sound like what does that reminisce yes to? okay perhaps perhaps a, a rapper who lives like in this like in calabasas you have to like, you have to um find what that is and send it to me because i do have amazon they do have some good um shows on that but again with film i feel like people of a brown and dark brown skin tone because I've never seen any of us be actually black black um we gotta we have to do different if we want different we have to do different you can't constantly show up as you know the extra friend of the hood guy and the one that's in the backseat of the car or the drive-by and the one that's selling um, drugs on the corner or, uh, you know, yeah. whatever, and take those roles and then say, they need to they need to portray more black people as like the mad scientist or um, the astronaut. Mm. This but is you're, the thing that's- you're taking those roles. You gotta stop yeah. saying yes to those roles for whatever money they're giving you and be like, I, I have enough credit in my background to do this role. And and this is the role that I want. Yeah. The so the, the name of the show is Carnival Row. Carnival um, okay. But yeah, yeah, because like that's that's one thing I'll be telling people, like, you know, I don't care for no damn Quentin Tarantino movies. Like, <laughs> like it's it's a shame. It's a shame. It's almost like being told that you like, you know, like you're gluten, you're gluten free. Like I can admit that you know bread is nice. I like bread. You have I a nice love bread. And like, but, like Oprah. hey Oprah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oprah's bank account. Um, but but also too, like I have to give it up. And I like his films. I can admit that his films are nice. They can have this one. Yeah, they have this one thing that I can't get with. Yeah, and it's a, it's it's nigga, it's n word. Yeah. yeah, and people people want to have all types of arguments about it, but I'm like, let's go ahead and cut the fat and get straight to the heart of the thing. You know what's so unique about Quentin Tarantino? Not only is he a director, not only is he a director, but he writes. Well, he he, he writes yeah. his he writes the 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 scripts. Yes. So. So the movie doesn't really call. He always says like the call. Well, the movie called for it. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. You can admit that. Yeah. You're the one writing it. Yeah. It's coming from your brain. Right. Art imitates life. If some reason you want to bring, bring that life, with you. yeah, <laughs> yeah, into this art. Don't forget that N word. I need that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> I, I'm thinking. I remember like just being a kid and just being like, you know, like watching Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. It was like that was that was the first core with me. I'm like I'm loving Pulp Fiction. Like, um, I'm loving Pulp Fiction to to a point. Up in, there were some parts that I was just like, mm-hmm. you well, had to show that? 
Well, well, well here's we could talk about so, something about that too, because yeah, because he did it, he did it all in that movie. Oh yeah. But the first thing was like the dude, the guy who got shot, mm-hmm. right? So there's a there's a uh, black guy that got that got shot accidentally. So they kill this black guy, and then they have to. Uh, I think um, Tarantino and Samuel Jackson's character has to take it in uh, to their take this guy. Uh, to their friend's house, who's Quentin Tarantino, this white guy. Yeah. And um, one of the, he's having this argument, of course, like everyone would, like if you brought like a dead person to my house, I'm kind of freaking out, like, what, you got this? But I wouldn't be like, you got this dead nigger in my house. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, what? what There's like what 10 other words you could have used other than that. Yeah, like, this dead nigger in my house, like, yeah. what person says that? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are people who do that, but think about this. Like, you're a black guy. Your white friend is comfortable with saying a dead nigger in And my that's house. not like, reality. Yeah, yeah my, friend wouldn't, my friend wouldn't say that. No associate of mine would be... And you know you got to be close friends in, in order to bring a dead man to your house. Yeah. So now, what is that saying? The, yeah, now if he wrote in the scene, if he wrote in the scene that the way that I could see that happening is if someone took a story and they were um, basically re- relaying it, giving you part- portions of it, and it actually did happen. Yeah. I would see that as I brought a person over to my house, I mean, to my friend's house who was black, mm-hmm. who was dead, and he said, nigga, and I slapped that dude, and there was a conflict yes. there. But it yeah. was just like, was, but, but it, it was almost like the character was treated like, okay, calm down, calm down. Like, who says that? Yeah, and then on top, of, then on top of that, of course, later on in the scene, you know, saying Vic Rains, Vic Rains yeah. character being a, a I'm just a like we we man. know of this, we've seen enough of this. Why did you have to have this in the movie? But listen, like Vic, that's another thing, a polarizing thing. Vic Rains, big black man, big muscular man, powerful yes. man in this character, breaking getting that butt back. fucked, breaking getting that yeah, back. getting butt fucked, like, but he had to show that. Yeah, and that's like. And, and, and you know, like the first the first time I saw that that shit, and I heard his, um, I heard his response to the criticism about the N word mm-hmm. followed throughout the song, the movie called for. Okay, all right. So now we're we're watching the hateful, the dreadful eight or the hateful eight, mm-hmm. and it's like I never watched that. They they say in the N word there. I was like, does it does it call for that? They were watching Inglorious Bastards. And like he made it a point. Now, this is based in Germany. He made it a point for them to say N-word. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not sure they were actually slinging that word around mm-hmm. like that. Like, mm-hmm. but could the movie, could the movie or the story actually play out without it? It like the the back of that that movie was not resting on the N-word. Like, man, we gotta get this right. I look at it like right. um when uh filmmakers or directors do that I look at it like you're trying to make sure you could high five everybody in the room that watches this film so if you didn't use a black actor or you did you can high five black people if you said Mm -hmm. something racially um, controversial you can then high five everybody who's against other races because you you put in a section for them too and it's kind of like you can't make a film to please everybody but you can make art to get your vision across and it doesn't have to be 
like that to be controversial because there are so many levels of being black and black people that are controversial and that n-word is nothing but a trigger it's a trigger to get something out of out of somebody for instance like the um the zoom i was just on before we started recording they came on there and their word to catch everybody's attention that was in that zoom those 200 some people was the n-word and putting like cuss words on the screen and and yelling and doing something sexual and it's kind of like i know black people don't like that word and i know that word is like go to for everybody that wants to get on a black person's nerves or get under somebody's skin who they think is black because everybody that has a dark skin tone is not necessarily african or quote unquote black as they would say in america um I feel like they're just looking for a rise out of you and it you you get way further as a brown skin person or a dark skin person in the world when that word stops triggering you to act or move or say something or give them a rise. Yeah. I was having a conversation uh with a friend of mine which it got it got heated. Mm-hmm. Um we were talking about the we were talking about the the black word. I mean, uh, nigga. And yeah. I was saying like, I was making a comment on how like there was like this this uh, a coworker of mine and this Indian dude, mm. Raheem, and he was he he was really saying the n word. He was like, yeah, my nigga, my nigga, no, Jordan had the best. No, yeah. my nigga, like you gonna say? I was like, yo, chill. Like, yeah. What, 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 what are you doing around here? Mm. And um. The conversation was like kind of like geared towards like um the younger the kids get it's like it doesn't mean the same and i was yeah. like so this this other guy i guess they went to like college together this other guy was like i personally don't have anything against like i don't mean that to me like i grew up with blah 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 blah, blah. that's the argument they always a say a black guy and, mm-hmm, okay. light-skinned dude though <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but i was just like and her whole argument was like, but because my thing was like, I was like, look, man, this is my take on it. I don't care what I don't care what you do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna advise that you say that. You ain't gonna say that around me. That's right. Because outside of me taking offense to it, if you my boy, like you would have what, respect like, enough not to say it around me and have me well, question it. Well, it's, well, it's also like I'll be doing you wrong by telling you that you can, you're okay to say that because you may be good here, but mm-hmm. see, my black, my black, <laughs> I have a black card. Mm-hmm. I could go, I could go into different neighborhoods. I'll still get checked at the door. I still got to check in, mm-hmm. but you might, you, you a guest. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying to me, I don't advise you to go to certain neighborhoods and say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we over here in Stone Mountain saying this shit. But I don't think you can go to uh, I don't think you can go to Cascade and say that, my friend. Nope. Like so, that's why I wouldn't be doing my job. I feel like my blackness will come into uh, question if I allow you to be slinging that, knowing that like, hey, I'm not always going to be with you. That's why people. That's why people always be saying like, I feel like people reference like, well, I say it around my friends and the guys I grew up with. But here's the thing: are your friend are you are your, your friends that you grow up with are they next to you right now? Mm-hmm. Like, did they travel with you in in life? They, you know, what I'm saying, like, that's not always that's not going to fly. And so that's why I was just like, hey, you ain't saying that the shit around me mm-hmm. because what who would I look like? What would I be if I let you say that? 
um, rest is for your own safety. That's mm-hmm. was, we're not even addressing how uncomfortable that makes me, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, her whole thing was just like, but why, why do black people have to have ownership of that? Why do you, why would you want to? And I'm telling her in this conversation, hey, I'm not going to go into like, you know, the deepness of it and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I admit that, hey, that innate feeling mm-hmm. of being like, yo, I will knock your ass out for saying mm-hmm. that. Like, that's just, I'm telling you, I feel that. Mm-hmm. A lot of other people will feel that. So mm-hmm. not every, not every black guy, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying? You might find that one or two guys, I guess. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, what you saying it? But I know that if you're saying it in this particular neighborhood, you can't. I know you ain't. My um, my level. Everybody's level of ignorance is different. My level of tolerating oh, that, ignorance is like a. It's like a. Well, that's a. A stare well, see, that's, that's a good point. You know why it's like that? Mm-hmm. You know why it's like that? Because in in film they have this thing called the the third wall, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And it's it's that point of I guess narration between like you know character to character, but now the character is talking to the to the um, to the audience. Mm-hmm. I feel like with social media and where we're at, there is no level of ignorance. Like mm-hmm. ignorance is ignorance is to to suppose that you didn't know, you just misspoke. Yeah, you didn't know. No, you saw it before. You saw that book and was like, oh, that's boring. I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. and and then and then because of that you chose ignorance at this point yeah you know the good like you chose you knew about this subject matter you knew about how could yeah. you not know about how black people are getting treated and understand yeah. like and not understand this stuff you knew about it you just sitting you ain't going there so i feel like that there is there is no ignorance at this age mm-hmm. you know saying so we got the internets now like things are we i, I think there's a, a a silent fight between like Now, now we're in a moment. Now we're in a moment where, like, because of exposure, like people, people have access. White people have access to to these songs, mm-hmm. uh, this 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 culture, and so therefore, like, they feel like everything we say as black people is okay for them yeah, to say. say. And until yeah. until labels stop saying, you know what, we can go ahead and clear this song. But you said X, Y, and Z. We're gonna have to figure out another word or take that completely out. It will yeah. always be this muscle that we have to massage within our brown-skinned children to say, yeah. "Don't you ever allow yourself to be around anyone and let them use this word. Uh, this is where this word comes from, and we can't be the only ones." When I say we, um, parents of children of a dark skin tone, because you can be a different ethnicity. We can't be the only ones massaging that uh, history of that word and why it should never be said among other people by ourselves. It's kind of like, I can't just educate my kids because they're brown. Everybody needs to be educated. And once everybody's educated, like everybody's free reign to get that thing slapped. Yeah. But see, also too, the N-word is... I think there's a struggle between like owning it and then like owning it because like we don't own it like any any like any other thing that we've um we've gotten there's a lot of stuff that we invented mm-hmm. there's things that we've actually they had it and we t- we took it or we got in it or we feel like we better. took it 
or like like for instance like basketball you know what i'm saying they gave us basketball and then we made that shit ours that wasn't yeah. ours initially right you know what i'm saying but we made that shit ours yeah. but we don't own it though no. that's how i feel about the n-word like like nigga we don't own that like we can say it all we want but we don't own you mean like, like football the- and the super bowl coming up on sunday right that black people are <laughs> disgustedly treated less than with but that man that boy on that field sure does make me some money that man on the field sure does like what i pay him each year for him to play football and you can't have no black owners in the nfl that's completely out of the question you lost your goddamn mind because my my thing like i was telling my friend i was like come on man i'm not i'm not like it's not lost on me that we don't we don't own um we don't own the n-word like mm-hmm. because like we you and i say the n-word but like celebrities like rappers mm-hmm. you think about it if you don't own your publishing like how could you own the n-word because it's like they don't have to say it that's the yeah. thing like a black person i mean a white man do, does not have to say it like so this whole thing of like you can't say it and blah 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 that's fine i you know i still get paid off of it because mm-hmm. you're you're saying the word is in this rap that that uh in this long list of words that you are saying that I own, mm-hmm. and yeah, you're profiting a fraction of it, but I I'm getting the lion's share. Like I own they they actually own it. Like mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, you and I get to say the word for free, but you know what I'm saying some some you know what I'm saying slack jaw director by the name of Quentin Tarantino can <laughs> take some time out of his day. Who knows how long it takes him to turn out a movie, but mm-hmm. write it up, mm-hmm. get funding for it, mm-hmm. and have it there. You get paid off of it. Like we mm-hmm. truly don't own it. It's like it's like almost symbolic to everything else. Like, yeah, we created blues. So would you say it's um, similar to black people owning the block or gangbang? Yeah, gangbanger yeah. owning the block. That's my block. Why are you on my block? But you're yeah. not getting no residual income from this street. is on the way so um it's not finished we did continue this talk please check out part two pace